necessary intro song to totally waste your time. What time did you wake up today? Huh? I woke up at 5 p.m. You want to know why? Because I sleep until I'm done. You want to know what time I go to bed? I go to bed when I'm done being awake. I sleep for about 10 hours and I stay awake for about 15, 16 hours. Do the math. How much is that? 24 hours? No. It's 25 or 26 hours. My life doesn't fit on your human clocks. Okay? And I obey my own clock. I woke up from a dream and I posted my dream on Facebook. And this guy who I've seen in my Facebook friends list, um, he posted a a quippy little snarky um, comment that was kind of making fun of my dream. And it hurt my little feelings a little bit. I didn't know how to deal with it because I knew he was just joking. He wasn't trying to make, hurt my feelings. He was just trying to have fun. But I clicked over in his profile and noticed that his prof- he's got 20 friends, two in common, um, and uh, hardly any posts on his own wall, maybe two or three fo- posts. So essentially anonymous, an anonymous guy. And I thought, well, there you go. That's why. And I had noticed that he'd been on my wall posting for quite some time that way. But he's not just your average troll. He's a troll, but he's not your average troll. He's, well, I don't know. He's smarter than average. He's got insights. He plays contrarian. I'm a contrarian. I see it. It can be frustrating. Um, but I didn't want to just delete him. And uh, instead, I got into my private messages, and I sent him some um, voice messages. And as expected, he had some smart responses. And... Uh, you know, I thought, hey, we had this little exchange that was good about uh, being anonymous on the internet. And I thought, you know what? I've been wanting to try out this feature on uh, the Anchor FM podcast app that allows you to call people or have them record calls, make a podcast out of them. And I thought this would be a good topic for um, a podcast because I had actually, I had an idea. My One of my earlier ideas for a podcast was just, Uh, to interview people who had blocked me. (laughs) You know, why did you block me? Just those interviews. Because I think it's uh, interesting. Uh, Contentious feelings on the internet where they don't exist in real life. Or if you have contention on the internet with an anonymous person, why? Anyway, like why would you have any contentious feelings with a random stranger at all. It makes no sense. So um, I asked him and he uh, said he'd be willing. So I set up my little Anchor FM thing and it worked. And so the following is my interview with an anonymous mm, kind of troll on the internet. And it turns out the audio quality from Anchor FM isn't that great. So please pardon the uh, digitally sound of it. I have a guest today. Who is it? I have the slightest fucking clue. It's a guy on the internet who doesn't have a face. His face is a as a hole going directly to the sewer. If you lift up a toilet, that little hole that remains, that's him. 
we're going to be talking to a man who represents himself on the internet as the hole underneath the toilet. But I'll let you introduce yourself, sir. Who are you? I'm an anonymous person. An anonymous person on the internet. Sure. Where are you from? I'm from everywhere. All right. Well, that's... Um, can you be more specific? Uh, I'm from a place. I'm from a, a, a carbon-based planet. Okay. Earth. Is that Earth, probably? Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Why have you chosen to be anonymous on the Internet? Uh, because it's very easy for people's lives to be destroyed. It is. I agree with you there. Um, have you ever not been anonymous on the Internet? Uh, yeah, at certain points. Uh, what was that? Yes, at certain points. I didn't understand that. Uh, at certain points, yes. In Puentes? At certain points, yes. At certain points. Oh, okay, I thought you started speaking Spanish. You never know when you're dealing with somebody anonymous. You could have been speaking Spanish. How how did that go? What what did you like and what did you not like about being uh, not anonymous on the internet? Uh, well, I mean, just think about the Me Too culture and about um, about the culture that we're living in now, where your life can be destroyed by anything you said over the past, you know, however many decades of life being recorded on the internet that can be found. Yeah, it's really stupid. We can see people digging through people's tweets from 10 years ago, finding a bad, a word that wasn't bad then, but it's terrible now, and then they have their lives de destroyed. How, when did you decide to stop being your... Um, in life, in real life person and being anonymous on the internet? Um, it's really been through various points. So you go on and off, off and on? Sure. What was the longest period of time that you were represented yourself as your, you know, the way your mom and your dad know you? Um, well, I mean, you know, Facebook came up. I mean, there was like MySpace before that, but nobody really paid attention to that. That was just like a way of people kind of aggrandizing themselves and creating these pages that nobody paid attention to. Uh, but then when Facebook came around, it was, uh, it was more about, um, less about the person themselves and more about like the, the, the stuff they said. Does that make sense? Um, kind of. Yeah. I mean, with MySpace, it was like, here's my music. Here are some flattering shots uh, shots of me. Um, here, right. I remember, I mean, if you go, are you old enough to go back all the way to Friendster? Sure, yeah, I was born in the 1980s. Yeah, okay. Um, Friendster was like, it was just you testimonializing. You remember when you would write testimonials about your friends? That was the mm -hmm. thing on Friendster where you'd just say, this is my friend, I've known this person... And then you, you'd spend three paragraphs talking about how great this person was. I don't know where that disappeared, but that was kind of a, like a nice early version of social media where you're actually saying nice things about people. How did that happen? Yeah. I anyway, know. Let, let's back up. I'm going to let's get some context here. I don't know sure. who you are. You added, <clears throat> I'm guessing you added me on Facebook because I don't add anybody on Facebook unless I actually met them in true life. 
Um, so I don't know, but I've been watching you commenting on my wall, and you remind mm -hmm. me of, uh, you have the same sense of humor as uh, a lot of the people that I like, you know, a little snarky, thoughtful, funny, you know, you push the line. Um, my friend Brian Wallace is a lot like that, too. Um, well, most of my friends on the Internet are. But then sometimes you, you, you push it, and I've looked, and I've gone, who is this Chris Johns thing? And I, I've seen you uh, engage in contrarian thought and contrarian arguments on my wall, which, oddly, sure. is a good lesson for me because I would find myself getting frustrated with it, and I thought, I remember thinking, ah, this is how I make people feel. <laughs> You know, I thought, this guy's playing the same game as me and it's making me feel uncomfortable. So it was kind of a good way for me to gauge how, you know, because you never when you're in the driver's seat, you don't really understand how other people are feeling. You only understand you how you feel. You only understand your own intentions. Right. Well, sometimes and very often people say things in order to push the boundaries of what other people think and to get them to react, to show them exactly who they are to you and also to them. Yeah, that's probably one of the greatest points of being a contrarian, you know, or pushing the discomfort uh, levels to go, okay, what's really going on with this argument? But that's how I found you on the internet. And then today, I just want to explain how we got to this point where I'm interviewing you. Today, uh, I posted one of my dreams, you know, and you posted a kind of a funny little sarcastic rebuttal to my dreams, which kind of mocked my dream, my dream post. It was an actual dream that I had, you know. And I love your dream posts. Well, fine, but and I had just, I had just woken up, right? And I just posted sure. it, and you posted this funny little thing, and I was like, oh God, I'm not good for this right now, right? So I was a little bit, I was a little bit annoyed by it, and then I went to this interaction that you've been having with another friend of mine, a female, where she's been. As far as I can see, it was a little transfer where um, you called somebody a stupid whore when we were talking. Sure. It was like in an abortion debate, right? I, I didn't call a person a stupid whore. I said that women are women are stupid whores. Yeah, women can. Well, it, specifically, you were talking about in in relation to abortion. Was I was I right? I can't remember the post. Yeah, it was a, it was an inflammatory post. It wasn't. It was it was meant to to you know spark some flames for sure. Right, and then somebody, one of my friends was, wow, I can't believe it, and you came back with a little uh, quip. Yeah. And then Christina came back with a little quip, but she she played it she played it humorously, right? Right. I think she did play it humorously. And yeah, she's a great show. And then today you, you said, and this is a perfect thing for me to get uncomfortable about, you said, obviously you don't know her, but you said, I love you, I think I love you, or something like that. Yeah, so so that so that whole thing. So um, I work with the public, and I work with I work with people every day. And one of the most uncom uncomfortable things that you can say to somebody that you don't know is "I love you." Right. It really and it does make people uncomfortable. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. Especially if you don't know them. Yeah. And you say "I love you," well, especially if you, especially yeah. in that context. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so it's the a way one that. That's the one. It's a way of provoking somebody. It's a way of provoking somebody to like. To. It's really. It really. It's like. It's just shit heel pro provocation. There's like nothing left to it. Really, it's just. You know. Yeah, but there was a little bit there too because I'm guessing that you were enjoying the fact that she was um, meeting you on your level, 
and yeah. um, responding with humor rather than, uh, you know, the expected response from her would have been, you know, fuck you, you're disgusting. Oh, my God, white male. I bet you, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. She probably could have, and you were kind of, you were kind of meeting her there, but still kind of fucking with her, right? I mean, I don't know anything about this person. I, I, I can't, I can't assume to know anything about her, really. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, the whole idea of like making somebody uncomfortable by saying something as intimate as "I love you" to someone you never met is an effective way. Of just, just it's just fuckery. That's all it is. It's just fuckery. Yeah. And what is the point of that? And I'm not, I'm not asking this as a dick. I'm saying, what is the point? Because I'm thinking about this, and I got on Facebook, and I went messages to you, and then I, I started going, okay, let me figure out what Chris Jones is, Chris is doing, and we'll, we'll um, get to the bottom of this, right? We started having a back and forth conversation. Seems like you know what you're doing. But one of the things that I really when I'm anonymous on the internet, when I was anonymous on the internet, I really enjoyed it because there is this sort of freedom. What is the what is the freedom we get from being completely anonymous? Can you explain it? You're the you're the guest here. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, um, you know, I've encountered all kinds of scenarios where, um, I mean, originally, like uh, with Facebook specifically, uh, it was probably maybe ten years ago. Uh, and I was having an argument with somebody about, uh, somebody an argument about, uh, fluoride and, and this was like in a, in a, in a group where like the group was like, uh, this, this like really wholesome group and everybody was like really like cool and, and, uh, and he decided to have an argument with me about fluoride and then turned into this thing. And, and then he looked at my, uh, my, my profile, my profile, my profile name at the time was Masanobu Fukuoka, which is this Japanese, um, farmer, famous Japanese farmer. And he said, uh, at least I have the balls to say who I am on the internet. And I told him, at least I have the balls to remain anonymous. And, and that's valid. Absolutely. It is. That's a totally valid argument. They're actually both valid. I mean, they really are. If you look at his, it's just like, because it does require, you asked a question earlier, or in, the, in, the, in our little Facebook chat, uh, you sure. brought up that um, there is doubt whether being on the internet saying the types of things that I say, and the types of things you say too, because they're not that different, um, doing it with your actual personality and your whole uh, life behind it or you know whatever part the internet represents whether or not it's brave or whether or not it's stupid <laughs> or perhaps both and i honestly don't have an answer to that question i i, I think we're going towards it being stupid especially in the current uh the, currently the way social media works since it only offers a sliver of who you really are i think it's probably stupid you know, to put a tweet out there with without your voice, without context of your life, just a little blurb of it's so easy to take a little sentence and copy and paste it and just paint somebody however you want, you know. So it doesn't make much sense. It, it seems to be stupid to me. So you may. Well, well, you're assuming you're assuming that, like, I'm trying to do anything with this. 
Well, I would you be know? dumb to assume that you weren't too. Like, what are you doing with it? Like, oh, I'm just like it's just like my kicks that I get. Passing. You know, it's it's my con. It's it's part of my contact with the outside world. You know, I don't mean anything by it. I don't I don't want to go anywhere with it. I'm not trying to make a career with it. Um, I mean, like for you, for example, you you seem like you are you're you're building something with it. Which is honorable, and I really appreciate what you're doing. Well, actually, that's embarrassing. Is if there's is it? anything about that? That's com- something not to be. It's not honorable. It's shameful. Like the fact. No, that- it's not. <laughs> I mean, like what you what you're doing. What you're doing is you're 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 building a. You know, you're like you're doing everything that you know everything from like you know the Joe Rogans of the world and 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 all these other guys are doing. You're you're building intrigue. You're building a conversation. And you're doing it with your face. You're creating an identity and you're working with it and you're, and you're building that up and you should do that. And I appreciate what you're doing. Well, and, thank you. But I'm, I'm more here to t- talk about what is behind what you're doing. And I get it because it is a social, you know, it's a outlet. It's a connection into the world or whatever, but I've read your posts. And the reason why I never deleted you in the first place, even though you're being a contrarian and to my contrarian, you were like upping my contrarianism. I thought, well, this guy's not, it's obviously you're not a, he's not just a dummy, just uh, triggering people. You know what I mean? You have some principles behind the things you're saying, don't you? Oh, yeah. I, I have some believies. Yeah. What are some of your big believies? Yeah, and I change them. Uh, they change. I used to be a, I, I used to be like a rabid SJW, all the people that you hate and that I hate now. Uh, so, you mean you were once young? <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, like I, you know, like, um, you know, I was ready to eat up all kinds of bullshit. And you know, the thing is, like, I still wonder if I'm eating up bullshit now. That's good. Yeah. Well, my moniker is three question marks. Nothing, nothing scares me more than certainty. You know, that's the most annoying thing you could ever come across is somebody who's dead certain about X, Y, or Z. I prefer to yeah. get the door cracked open. But how did you make your journey from being into now seems to be, I guess what I'm about is, um, is it good or is it bad that really smart people, well, I don't know you well. I can't say whether you're smart or stupid. You sound smart to me. But is it good or bad? that a lot of smart people are remaining anonymous and not really chiming in in a full way on the internet. I think it's safe. It, I mean, it's definitely safe. It's absolutely safe. There's no question about it. It's safe to not put your career on the line and to have people uh, protesting your business uh, that you work at and destroying who you are or, or maybe even like death threats or actual, you know, uh, attacks on your on your life if you remain anonymous. What is your estimation? How many of the people do you know in your life? How, how many share the types of views that you have, but are also reluctant to, you know, stand behind them by putting their face behind them? I don't understand the question. Say that again. Okay, so you're a guy that has principles but you don't really want to be unabashed with them and put your own uh persona behind them online right yeah you know a lot of other people like that in your real life 
All the time. Most of them? Part of them? What do you say is the percentage of the people you hang out with? I mean, I say most of the people. I would say most of the people that I've ever met really don't say what they really feel. Yeah, well, that's true. But so is this a, is there a net gain? I'm just trying to figure out if it's better... Um, if it's almost better to just shut up, like is because I really don't, I really don't understand where I'm coming from. Some of the, some of the time, I just go, why am I engaging with people? Like when I was just posting pictures of naked girls and stuff, my popularity couldn't have been higher, you know. Sure. On the internet in my city, but boy, as soon as I started opening up my mouth about my political views, oh, that's when the shit started to come in. And rather than just cower and say. Okay, I'll just post the pictures of girls again. I was like, doubled down, quit that, and uh, now I'm doing that almost entirely. Has it been good? I don't know. Is it doing any good? Well, I mean, I know you. We're having this talk because of it, so I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah, you know, I I I I appreciate what you're doing. I, I mean, I'm honestly like. Uh, uh, I'm honestly enamored by the work that you're doing and I follow you and I don't follow many other people on Facebook. That's for sure. Right. You have 20 friends. How many of those 20 friends do you know in real life? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, because you could be tracked down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to actually edit out your, the name that I used for you on this because, um, I res I actually respect this way and, and it's a real serious thing for me. The fact that we're having this conversation and the fact that you are a person who I consider to be reasonably intelligent, the fact that you feel the pressure that you need to be anonymous really bothers me. And I don't think it's necessarily your fault. It's, a, it's kind of one of those sign of the times kind of things, you know, where so many regular people are forced to just kind of lay low. You know, when, when when you get banned from Facebook, when you get banned from Twitter, when you get banned from all these things, where do these people go anyway? It's not like they disappear. How do you get banned? You get banned, you get banned for speaking your mind. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy to me. And, and for me, I'm just going, okay, well, those are the banned people. But how many people are never banned because they simply don't say what they actually feel? That's kind of like, right. to me, this is part of the reason why... It was such a surprise when Trump won because guys, there's millions of guys like you who are just like, fuck this. I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to give people any information. In fact, guys that don't even answer the phone when the polls call, you know, or don't give the. Would you give a truthful answer about who you were going to vote for if a polling, a poster? Oh, yeah, I'm going to vote for Trump for sure. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm going to vote for Trump for sure. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, I voted for Hillary last time. Figure that out. You really did? I didn't vote for Trump. I voted for fucking Gary Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I was going to vote for fucking Bernie Sanders. And this time around, I would have voted for, uh, for Tulsi Gabbard, but uh, they're not going to let her talk, so fuck them all. And by the way, she's the only one of all those candidates that could steal away Trump voters. Yep, absolutely. There's not one other candidate that is going to steal one Trump vote. Maybe Bernie. Maybe some. Well, they, bury, they bury all the principal candidates. Yeah. God, so serious. They always bury all the principal candidates. How could they be so dumb? Is it are they being dumb? Or are they just smarter than? Or they have a plan going on that we don't even know? 
I mean, all I know is that they 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 seem sincere about wanting to get Trump voted in again. So, fuck them. Okay, so anonymous. What were some of the things that switched you over from Bernie to Trump? Uh, <laughs> just dealing, uh, living in the South and dealing with uh, a lot of really uh, racist people that I, it took me a long time to figure out how racist they were and how, how far gone. Because I used to be like super radical left and then I realized that the people that I was surrounded by hated me for who I was and um, that they uh, they were unapologetic about it and um, and they just got crazier. They just got crazier. And when you point out any kind of cog- cognitive dissonance in their in their dialogue and their in their in their uh, in their ideas, uh, they just lash out at you. Yeah. I think that's the that's the um, that's what's happening. I think that's going to be the big, huge surprise in this next election too. I don't think the left really realizes how many people they are booting off their team. Like every day, they are kicking off their own team members with their with their antics. They don't. It seems like they don't have any idea how to retain their own voters. Yeah, absolutely. Blows my mind. So you you are a guy that would have would have stayed left, would have stayed with Bernie, except for all of these things that are, be, are being revealed about their intolerance towards different opinions. That's what's driving you to what? What would you call Trump? Describe why you think. Where do you think Trump lands on the political spectrum? I don't know a goddamn thing about Trump other than what like the radical left tells me and. Uh... And what headlines, like headline news tells me about it. I don't know a fucking thing about Trump. I don't know anything about him. Um, we're not dead yet. Uh, jobs seem to be, be seem to have approved, I guess. I don't really know. We seem to be in just about as good of a state as we were when we had Obama uh, and or Bush before him. Uh, I don't see much of a fucking difference, honestly. Um, I agree with uh, you on that, too. Uh, so you don't really you don't really follow politics is what you're saying. I mean, like presidency, like federal government, um, executive branch. Like, I don't really I mean, like, I don't like I don't think too many people that are just people like follow that shit. Like the thing that they're really they're really concerned about, if they're concerned about politics at all, is usually hopefully their local politics, because that's the only thing that they can actually do anything about. Oh man, I wish you were right on that. I really do because I think it's kind of the opposite. I think it's yeah. actually that people get so concerned with the celebrity of the presidency that they completely don't pay attention to their local politics. Like who really? I mean, voter turnout in local races is almost nothing. And even sure. like I consider myself to be somewhat adept at politics. But even when I go to the voting booth and I look at all the local stuff, I go, I don't know who the fucking school board people are. <laughs> Nobody does. Yeah, they vote. Everybody votes down party lines, and like uh, even even the last time I voted, like you know, like I told you, I voted for Hillary Clinton, and I voted Democrat down all the lines. And like, believe me, like I wish I fucking knew. Like I wish I knew anything about the people that were involved in any of it. I would, I would, you know, I would definitely if I knew more about my my the candidates that were involved in any of the offices, I would, I would definitely, uh, if I was more informed about my vote, 
Yeah. <clears throat> I would uh, I would vote according to my conscience as a boarding as a, as opposed to voting toward my uh, any party my party I don't have a party any party. Yeah. By the way, I I don't want to come off like I think this voting shit's important because I really don't like. I don't think it's. I don't think you get to wear a star on your forehead that says I voted. Who gives a fuck? Sure. Did you know what you were voting for? That's what I want to know. Like, yeah, not, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like the same thing with a with the with a Islam is against women or Islam is for uh, Islam is right. Is, yeah, what was it? Islam is. Uh, Islam is right about women, right. right? Yeah. And people getting pissed off about it and not knowing why they're pissed off about it. That's got to be one of the best. That is the best since it's okay to yeah, be it's, white. It's, it's, better, it's, it's better than uh, it's okay to be white. It is. Okay, but see, that's what's interesting for me. So you probably were, you're saying you voted for Hillary. You were probably far left only three years ago. Yeah, no, that, not that long ago. Yeah. Not that long ago. So it hasn't taken you a long time to come around to being wh where do you put yourself on the political map what, what what would you say you were um i am i am wherever my conscience lies okay have you ever taken that uh test political compass yes and yes. what you know where you fell on that thing what quad i think you could take that at any given moment um in this day and age and you would fall somewhere else well i agree with that actually because it depends on my mood and I can, yeah. if I want to, I can take that test. I had somebody else take that test, and I and he goes, I don't think it's even possible to take that test and land in this quadrant or that quadrant. I said, Watch me, I'll do it. I can, I can tell you, I can take the test and totally land right up at the top corner of uh, authoritarian left. I didn't get quite to the top corner, but I got pretty damn close. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. I, I still feel like I'm pretty fucking lefty. But it, the thing is, like, I was a radical lefty back when, like, you know, the dead Kennedy. Not, no, no, not the dead Kennedys. But like, uh, you know, uh, I'm like a, I'm like a, a 1990s radical lefty. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're a grunge lefty. Free speech. Yeah, free speech. Radical lefty. Um, you know, definitely like feminist issues. But it wasn't like, you know, um, the same kind of, you know, like like uh, air conditioners are too cold in office buildings kind of feminist, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but talk more about that. Where are you with the feminist thing? Um, I think feminism uh, is, um, I mean, it, I think it's accomplished a lot. And I think, um, I think now it's kind of turned into uh, its own extremist movement. Well, that seems pretty clear. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's go back to this. Uh, the reason why you're on, uh, the, the thing that I'm most interested in here is that you're maintaining an anonymous presence on Facebook. Um, you're on a show right now with very small listen listenership, so the impact right now of both you and I on this show is very low, but sure. is there any principled uh, intent behind the way that you post? I mean, sometimes I just fucking do it when I'm when I'm when I've had a couple beers. Well, that yeah, that's probably the most honest answer, right? You're not sure. Doing it. Yeah, I had an idea for yeah, a podcast. Like, the thing is, like, the thing is, if you're hurt by what I say, I'm truly sorry. Um, but honestly, like, grow up. 
you know, uh, if, if, if you're hurt by what I say, you don't know me, I'm anonymous. Like you can't really, if, you know, if I was your friend and I said, fuck you, you're a fucking fat slob and I don't like you. Um, that would be one thing. But if I'm somebody you've never met and you have no idea who I am and I said some weird shit to you that you don't like, just tell me to fuck off. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree there. Um, that's probably like what I said when, when I got on Facebook with you today. I was like, at first I was like, okay, well, I want to address this because this is making me feel a certain way or whatever. So I want to address it directly. I sent you a, a voicemail on Facebook. Um, but that is the weird thing about social media, though, is it kind of, and I think it's one of the things that makes social media evil, is that it does trigger human responses. You know, we can't just, what you're saying is kind of like, listen, just turn off your human responses, realize it's, but we haven't evolved, I don't think, to accept the fact that random strangers, like when in the past before social media would you get a note from a random stranger? And how often would you get a mean comment? And never. Um, I mean, I think, uh, I think Louis C.K., like, he, he, he put it out the best when he was talking about how he was explaining social media as, uh, as two people being in an elevator and, you, you know, somebody bumped into you and you looked over at him directly in the face and said, fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And it's like, you would never say that to somebody in there in real life. No, absolutely not. And in a way, I guess you could say that. Um, I, I kind of buy the argument. I don't. I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I kind of buy it. That by doing that, by actually engaging in that behavior, you might be helping and uh, reminding people how absolutely far from reality social media really is. Do you know what I mean? It's true. So there's somebody that that somebody that I, that's it's not uh, that's not a good person necessarily, but somebody who has a great insight on on these kind of issues before they even became a thing. Um, it's a guy named uh, Peter Lamborn Wilson. Um, uh, he had a number of he's a poet, um, and he had a a, a number of a uh, really really beautiful. Um, uh, it's like poetry um, monologues. So it's like a mixture of poetry and like a, a political prose, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and his name was uh, Hakim Bey. That was his uh, his pseudonym. And he talked about um, he talked about a lot of these issues before they even were a thing. Before before social media was ever even a thing. Uh, just something for you and your listeners to look into. Mm -hmm. well, what What was one of the things that he said? If you can remember. Uh, now, now I'm in the spot and I can't remember exactly my point. Fair enough. Uh, At this point, the audio cut out and I don't know even what I said. We'll rejoin it where the audio... Re oh, I was going to say because of pseudonyms. Pseudonyms are kind of the uh, old school way where artists and communicators would provide a buffer, and uh, I, I, you know, my name is Merkley on the internet. It's actually my last name. My first given name used to be Dave Merkley, but then Facebook pressed me, and they banned me because I was using just Merkley, you know? And so I had yeah. to go 
file official papers with the city to officially change my name to a mononym in order for them to allow me to have it, you know, even though that was the way people knew me. Can you imagine Facebook banning uh, Mark Twain? Because that's not his real name. Nope, you got to be Samuel Clemens, sir. Yeah. You can't have a page, you know. But um, well, I mean, here's the thing too: is like after this, after this interview, I'm sure um, you know everyone, everyone that listens to you, and everybody that decides to come to your page thereafter is free to cut me up into pieces and and flay me out for everything that I've said, every little syllable. Yeah, well, who cares though? You really haven't said anything that bad. It's not like you've said anything. You've been a contrarian. You be, I mean, there's nothing I could say for what you've said on my page. My thing. Uh, earlier today, my uh, issue was, well, why don't you do that on your wall? I'm doing this on my wall. Why don't you do that on your wall? You know, because I was really give a shit about my wall. <laughs> obviously, you don't. I mean, there's nothing there. You know what I mean? There's you, what, you got five posts. Sure. Yeah. I I, I I openly admit that 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 page is um it's a it's not a it's not a me. It's not who I am. It's not it's not a it's a fictitious person that I, I utilize for access to Facebook because I will not give them my personal information. Fair enough. And I think that's completely fair and totally smart. And your point about um, whether or not it's dumb or brave to put your face behind something is well taken. And I can't figure out, I don't have a good answer for that yet. I really don't. Um, but let, let's talk about you in your real life off the internet. Are you a social person? You sound like you're probably an affable social person. I could be. You could be, or you, you said you work with. You don't need to give up any information about, like, you know. I've had. I've, let's put it this way: I've had the worst. I've had the worst year of my life. Now, this has been the worst year of my life. Really? How? How so? Um, I've I've lost uh, incredibly important people to me in my life. Um, more more so now than ever in my life, and and multiples of them. Um, are you talking yeah, about actually losing them like um, to death or something uh, through various means but yes death has been involved yeah. oh well, that sucks that's no fun um, and how's that I am, yeah. so yes I am, I am a human being well everybody's a human being that's the thing that's interesting is like um, that's the hard that's the part I'm having a hard time reasoning with I don't know how human beings are supposed to catch up with technology I, I just don't think this method of communication really works with the way human beings are supposed to be. Like, I really believe that you could have, uh, I've, I have this idea for a television show called Silent Island, right? Where people, it would be kind of like um, maybe Survivor, but nobody would be able to talk. The only, the rules is you have to communicate without using words, you know? And I really think that most all human communication can be done without words maybe even more effectively so when we go get away from that we turn to a medium that's all words just text i think it's just i think it's probably creating the problems that we're seeing and maybe the problems we're seeing aren't even that big do you know what i mean yeah i mean you know we 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 got kind of like thrown into these mediums and uh with no with no preparation for sure and, well, I mean, like uh, what you said earlier, you said that, you know, how much things, how much different are things from Obama to Trump? 
Really? Yeah, not very far. I mean, these are like, these are generational gaps. And uh, I mean, I was born in uh, shit. I was born in the Reagan. No, I was born in the Carter, the last of the Carter administration. Uh, I'm yeah. So you're a so like I'm seventies kid. No, I'm not. Well, Reagan was uh, in eighty. Reagan, Reagan was elected in uh, eighty one. Is that when he became president? Are you sure it wasn't eighty? Eighty one, I believe. Yeah. Four. Eighty eight. So yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, he's a youngster, but uh, a lot of technology has 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 definitely changed. That social media wasn't a thing until the two thousands. So you know, we we've only got about twenty years of research into what this shit is, what this thing is, and we don't even have very research because it's constantly growing and it's constantly changing. I agree. Uh, are you on other social media platforms or just Facebook? No, I don't fuck around with anything else. <laughs> Facebook's the only one. Uh, I mean, for now, yeah. I mean, uh, I you know I played around with. Uh, I still can't figure out uh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I hate Twitter. Ugh. It doesn't mean anything to me. It's just like uh, you know, how are you supposed to fit an, a whole thought in that little of characters like? Yeah, I don't like it. I hate Twitter. I used it for the first year. Back when it first it was uh, came around, it was a lot of funny people using it. The limitation of the characters was a challenge to see how funny you could be in 142 characters. You know, and I liked it then, but then suddenly it got all political and they started verifying. Well, it seems like uh, like the social justice movements and the social social justice like. Um, I guess uh, outrage mobs. They operate within like the newer, uh, more like newer generation. I mean, I, I'm assuming you're probably about as old as I am. No, oh, I'm older than you. I'm 50. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, they're, well, they're operating in like you know, like people who are 20 or less, you know, or like even like 25 or less, like young millennial to uh, the newer generations, whatever they've come up with. And, you know, those are the outrage mobs. Um, you know, you're dealing with uh, Twitter, uh, Tinder. No, not Tinder. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what are the, what are the other, other, like, social media programs are? There's, like, there's a whole bunch of them. But, uh, Instagram is the big one now because... Okay. You know, I mean, what I see is, like, I mean, do you follow, like, uh, Sargon of Akkad, uh, Carl Benjamin? I, These are the guys I listen to a lot. It's, like, Sargon of Akkad. Yeah. I do, but not really. Like, um, I, I don't follow as many people that share my politics as I do people that don't, you know? Because, sure. like, I already, when, when I'm thinking, like, uh, if I'm already thinking, I mean, I do follow them, but not as much. I'm more tracking people who disagree with me because I'm a contrarian my my work is best done with a and once again the digital audio cut out and uh, you know the digital audio on this uh anchor fm isn't that good is it sounds like a really shitty phone call anyway uh, it somehow ended that recording with him uh i knew it right away so i called him back just to wrap up the conversation here is the end portion all right so anchor <laughs> Anchor kicked us off for a second, but I wanted to finish up. I don't know what words I was, 
thought I forgot. But um, I wanted to ask you one more question. What would it take, what would have to change in social media for you to ever want to be the regular guy that you are in regular life with your parents and your friends and everything else on the internet? Um, you know, I think that that's an issue that would be uh, <clears throat> pretty much impossible to, uh, to, to deal with because some people feel violently about, um, violently opposed to your particular ideas and to your, your ideology or even just like, you know, just how you are, how you express yourself. And, you know, this is something that I agree with and I, I've agreed with, you know, all, all manner of people from different political ideologies about how it's, it's, it is truly unsafe to identify or to be uh, a certain way that is in conflict with other people. But what if there's a mil what if there are, and I suspect there are, Oh, maybe not with the, I'm hoping, I guess, that there are millions and millions, maybe even tens of millions of people like you who um, are staying off the internet and are basically invisible. And so it makes it seem like the country is different than what it really is. What if all of you just got on? All of us just got on and, and said our names and said yeah. who we were? And all of a sudden, they were no longer that silent or that uh, vocal minority. They're now running things. Well, I mean, I've done it. I've been there. Um, I've I've had my name, <clears throat> my my complete name, on social media and said what I said and said what I felt, and um, and then I I got driven off because of wretched people, people that were just like are just mean and shitty. Yeah, man. I know a lot of I know a lot of people like that, and it makes me wonder because it almost makes me suspect that um, there's a certain level of intelligence that needs to be missing to really be vocal on the internet. So I I really take it seriously when you go when when you say are you dumber or braver or both or is you know is stupidity part of being brave? You know because I really see a lot of I think. That's the nature of politics, too. I don't think the smartest people run for office. They don't. No. They go into I mean, I think that Donald Trump is absolutely a fucking in, incredibly intelligent person. Um, you know, he he seems dumb to people because he uses simple words, but he's he's definitely an intelligent person. Otherwise, he wouldn't be who he is. Yeah, and I really uh, doubt the intelligence of people that can't spot his intelligence like when people say he's dumb i just think wow where are you even coming from how can you not see these things that make him intelligent yeah absolutely anyway mr uh, anonymous guy on the internet whose name i'm not, not even going to use because i don't even know if it's real or not it's been lovely having you on as my first telephone guest on the podcast on the opinion machine and you've had many opinions so that's good I have many more to give. All right, man. Well, thanks for playing along, and I'll see you on the internet. Yeah, it's been great. Thank right, you. See you later. And so there you go. Uh, more proof that I'm not a very good interviewer. But hey, 
Give me some time, man. That's only the fourth interview. It was better than that stupid one with Siri that was a bit that went on for like <laughs> a half an hour when it should have been an hour. No, I mean, it should have been a minute. Um, anyway, kind of to wrap this up, what, what really kind of bothers me is the fact that so many people, because of the political environment, because of big tech, this whole idea of banning Milo and Gavin and Laura Loomer and Louis Farrakhan and Alex Jones, what it really does is it just shuts people up. It's that chilling effect. Now, is that good or bad? Well, I don't know. It seems to me that these guys are still existing out there and because they can't be just because they can't put their face behind it because of the left outrage mobs doesn't mean they don't exist. So I think there are millions of them, tens of millions even. And I think the left is going to be very surprised next year. You know, um, I think we just got to fucking... If in my world, we'd just create an environment where free speech was allowed, encouraged, and um, you know, lauded as a as an actual virtue. You know, even when you hear people that say things you don't like, maybe just take a second and try to figure out where they're coming from instead of trying to deperson them, deplatform them, and call them evil. Is that too much to ask? Huh? I don't think it is. Anyway, thanks for listening.